0: Good morning, everyone. We're going to have our Bible reading now. It is from Luke chapter 22, verses 14 to 30. It's on page 935 of the Bibles in front of you in the pews, if you want to follow along. Okay. Luke twenty two, fourteen to thirty. When the hour came, he reclined at the table the apostles with him. Then he said to them, "I have fervently desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I tell you, I will not eat again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God." Then he took a cup, and thanks he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I tell you, from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and said, This is my body is given for you. Do you this in remembrance of me. And said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But look, the hand of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away as it has been determined. Woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. For they began to argue among themselves which of them it could be who was going to do it. Then a dispute also arose among them. About who should be considered the greatest, but he said to them, "The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have authority over them have themselves called benefactors. It is not, it is not to be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever is greatest among you should become like the youngest, whoever leads like the one serving. For who is greater, the one at the table or the one serving? Isn't it the one at the table?" But I am among, sorry, I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials. I bestow on you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on the thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel.
1: Says when the hour had come. Keep it open there, verse 20, when the hour had come. Um, oh sorry, verse 14 when the hour had come. Verse 20, this cup is the new covenant. Verse 20, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which just means promise, new promise. We've been talking about promises over the past four. Five weeks over the holidays, we've been looking at promises, covenant, same thing, promise. And Jesus today says, Here is the new promise. So new promise. (laughs) And what is what is being fulfilled? This also means what is what is old? You know, what's he talking about that's got to do with old promises? Because he's doing something which we'll talk about a little bit later at a significant time, Passover. But what is new about the new promise? What is shocking about the new promise? Because it's new. There would have been some things that were, that were shocking, that were different. But then there's also parts that are connected to the old. What are the old promises? And what do the people who are there know about the old promises? And what is being fulfilled in what Jesus is doing? something about the old we've got to look at the old promise because we've got to kind of get it into into context we've got to look at the old promise or old promises then we'll look at the passover because jesus is doing it during the passover and then the new promise we'll get to the new we will get to the new promise we we'll look at the old passover and then the new promises so the old promises or the old covenants and in a sense, we've kind of gone through this for the past weeks. But hey, if you haven't been here for the past three or four weeks, it's all here. Um, so there you go. If you have been, well, yeah, you can, you remember it. Um, but I'll, I'll summarise it for you. Uh, Genesis, <laughs> we started in Genesis and the story of Genesis is our origins as humans, mankind. And the little, the little framework that we had for all these promises is God's people in God's place under God's rule. This is what I should have said just a bit earlier. God's people in God's place under God's rule. Um, so Genesis is the origin story, okay? God's people, humanity, Adam and Eve, in God's place, even under God's rule. God and creation, creator and creation together, listening to God, God says, we cannot eat from any tree in the garden except for this one. They're meant to listen to God and to obey His word. And of course, we know how the story goes. And the rest of the Old Testament, not even the Old Testament. In fact, the whole story of the Bible is the story of God's people trying to get back to God's place and back under God's rule. That's really what the whole story of the Bible is. Because the starting point is the origin story. It's the it's the creation. We're all created. We're all made in God's image, and we're under God. God, creation, us, and in perfect harmony. All of it working together. But then in fall, the fall as well. You see, that's the whole pattern. That's the, the blueprint and the starting point. And the rest of the Bible, from Genesis through to Revelation, God's people trying to get God's place under God's rule. Trying to get to to be a, a people as well under God so how do we get back there that's through the promises of god and the old promises that we saw each week we saw abraham i'll go through them really quickly don't worry abraham had a specific land he was given a promise go to canaan that particular place it's a real place a real land specific land leave your people and i will provide for you a specific land moses we had in the third week was a I suppose, a light of a specific people. He was in Egypt and he was called out from his people to take his people out of Egypt and his specific people were a nation. That was the birth of them called Israel. Canaan, a specific land, specific people, Israel. And then the third promise last week, we saw David was told a promise that his descendants and his house and he would rule over Israel forever. So there's rule, right? That's God's people. Israel, in God's land, Canaan, land of milk and honey, under God's rule, a Davidic descendant, or one who listens to God. And in Deuteronomy 7, tells about the king and how the king must, he listen to the law, recite the law, understand the law, and not right from left, they must listen to God. This is someone who listen to God, and so ultimately God is ruling them. What could possibly go wrong God's people going to Canaan and Israel under God's rule the Old Testament most of the old two thirds of the Old Testament from David onwards really is the story of uh, the rest of it is a story of how God's people wander from God and it's a story of exile abandonment and disappointment really from 1000 BC all the way till we get to Jesus kingdom after kingdom nation after nation subject to Israel we have, just to run through, we have Assyria. in is in order. Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, all the way down. And so you can imagine by the time Jesus turns up, God's people have shrunk to not just the big nation of Israel, all of the land of, from Dan to Beersheba, the huge land. It's now even just southern Judah. Because the Sumerians are the ones up north, Right? The woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. We've we've heard that story. God's people have shrunk. God's land has shrunk. It's just pretty much the temple in Jerusalem. This is the important part, the place. And under God's rule, there are priests and there there are people doing things um, for God. But this is what we have. This is the story. That's the old promises. Now, Jesus, in verse 14, as I said at the start, it says, the hour has come. what's so important about this time and what's so significant? It's the Passover. And what is, what is it about the Passover? The Passover is very, 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 very significant. Um, what what is, do we know what the Passover is? The time when God's people were born, really, and they were liberated thousands of years before Jesus, under Moses, it was the night that Israel was liberated from Egypt, and they were told, this is to be a perpetual memory, you're never to forget that night. Never forget that I saved you. Never, ever forget. Now, practically, what happens at the Passover? What happens the Passover John knows a Passover you would have the, the, head of the table they would have the, the, the lamb and the meat and the bread and the wine and there would be a giving of thanks um, and usually there would be a question from someone the youngest at the table would say, what makes tonight so different from other nights? What is so unique about tonight?" And then the head of the table would explain the meaning of the Passover. Deuteronomy 26, they would usually use. Our ancestors were slaves. God looked upon their affliction. God heard our ancestors cry. He remembered his covenant, his old promise. And this is my bread, or this is our bread, I should say. The bread of our affliction. And so the young person, this is at the table, the Passover, the bread is there, the lamb is there, the wine is there. This is our bread, the bread of our affliction. This is who we are. This is our nation. This is our people. Now we can see what's going on here with Jesus. And what specifically we can see is what is new. What is new? Have a look, open up, have a look at verse 19 because Jesus, the head of the table, he's meant to get up and say, he picks up the bread in the cup. Yes, he does that. Yes, sure he does that. But what does he say? Look at verse 19. He takes the bread, gives thanks and he says, this is the bread of our affliction. No, he says, this, this bread is my body broken for you. What he's saying is not this is the bread of our affliction, he's saying this bread is my affliction for you. That is, I'm to be broken for you to be fed. My life will take the place for your life. So you you see how how astounding that would be, after celebrating the identity of a people and how it works is, this is the bread of our affliction, this is the people who we are. The, there's the salted things as well in some of the Passover. These are the tears. And Jesus says, this bread is, it's actually my affliction, my body. But you know it's even more astounding at this Passover meal, which is really Well, it's kind of hard. It's so obvious, but we skip over it because we don't necessarily think about it. But Passover is, as I said, we've got the bread, we've got the wine. And you know what happens in the Passover uh, is you're meant to slay, you're meant to kill a lamb. And you've got to put the blood, remember, on the doorposts. And the angel of death will come that night. That's the special night. And it will go over every house. And it will kill, judge, every house that doesn't have the blood on all the doorposts. It will pass over the houses of those who have the blood of the Lamb. And it's not even a race thing, the people of Israel, because it even says in Exodus that if an Israelite is walking outside, yeah, and they're not inside under the house, they're going to, they're going to face judgment as well. God's people are to be under and the judge, the angel will pass over and get this though here's Jesus he's got the Passover ready and you can read a little bit earlier how he told his disciples to go and get it ready and prepare it and and all this and all the, the things that they went through to prepare it he's got the bread, he's just said this is my bread this is sorry, the bread of my affliction And they they must be thinking, really? Okay. And he's got the wine, He takes the cup. And he talks about his blood poured out for them. But where's the lamb? (laughs) Every Passover meal has a lamb. And some people say, you know, Luke's very sparse in his account of the Gospels. Have a look at Matthew and John and Mark. See if you can find any lamb there. Jesus, of course, the lamb was at the table. (laughs) Because tonight, this night, when the question is asked... I don't know, we don't know whether someone was asked the question or whether Jesus asked someone to ask about what's so special about tonight. <laughs> because the uniqueness is that tonight, or that night, would be the night that Jesus would take on all of the, all of the punishment. He would be the true Lamb of God. And it wouldn't just be a symbol of blood on the doorposts and are passing over, this would be the this would be the ultimate price. This would be the Son of God on the cross bearing the weight of the world. And all of all of it, all of our all of our we started the start of the service, you love the Lord your God and love your neighbor and we haven't loved all of that, all of the ways that we turn away and And at the start of Genesis, the issue of Genesis, we just rule our own hearts, we just want to live our own way. And tonight, what's so special is that sin and death, evil itself, all other sacrifices will point to this one, the Lamb. He is the ultimate Moses, the ultimate Exodus, delivered from sin. And you know, it's you just can't overstate how much what's actually going on here and what Jesus is doing and what they must have been thinking. Do you know what it means for God's people in God's place under God's rule? See so the place where God is found is now it's not Eden, is it? Or it's not Canaan or even or even in a temple or the sacred space of the temple, it's through the blood of the Lamb. It's through Jesus. And Jesus, this is why he's so clear in the Gospels about no one can come to the Father except through me. And it's why he's so exclusive and it's shocking for us, but he's so clear that it must be in me. Because only in Jesus are you under the the lintels, you know, under under the frame, not outside, Only in Jesus will you not be destroyed, and so God's place is Jesus. But there's something else in here that, um, again, is kind of assumed um, alongside the Lamb part is the Passover. Happens, as I said, about it's about an identity thing about a birth of a people. Jesus is celebrating the Passover with these 12 people. Who should they be celebrating the Passover with and where should Jesus be? Probably with their family. Who asks the question, you know, what is on the special night, it's the youngest of the family, whether maybe maybe the uncle's presiding or whoever's presiding and and doing it. But what we might not even grasp here is Jesus is saying... There's a new family. There's a new people. I'm making a new people. Not just Israel, not Cain and not... I'm making a new people. And he's reminding them of their identity as the people of God and their identity at the centre of it is my life for yours, my, the bread of my affliction, my blood poured out for you. And so Jesus has taken this one night, it's kind of like for us, it would be the night, you know, Christmas is so, we, we, have, to, we have to do Christmas with family. Like, if you don't want to see them, you've got to see them on Christmas, sorry. <laughs> you know, and you know that, right? And you, you, you know the pressure of that and you understand that. Jesus is doing this at Passover and he's saying, I have a new family, I have a new people. I'm forming a new people that are counter-cultural, Really? A new Israel, God's um, people in God's place in Jesus under His rule. What does God's rule look like in the lives in our lives, and is it to look like in in the lives of the new people? Have a look at verses twenty-four because it comes straight after. Verse 24, then a dispute also arose among them about who should be considered the greatest. But, in contrast, Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have authority over them have called themselves benefactors. But, contrast, it shall not be like that with you. What is Jesus saying? (laughs) He's saying the cross is to be at the center of your life. My affliction for you. And if the cross, if you have Jesus is saying, if you have taken that in, if you have received my forgiveness, you know me and my grace and my affliction for you, that has to change you. As God's people. If you're a part of my new family and you're formed by the Passover Lamb, whose identity is found in him, how does that change you? Well, Look at what happened, look at how the world is. It says they the Gentiles, lorded over them, they have authority, they call themselves benefactors. You know benefactors, is this patronage system in the ancient world, this patronage, you have the high up and the high up rich, wealthy, powerful, prestigious, whatever, they give benefits to those lower in the social system but they'll only give benefits to people or they'll only give them a leg up or help them out if they get something back. Lower person might give them some honour, might give them some praise and they'll help them. They'll owe them favours, they'll owe them political prestige. And Jesus is saying, well, I mean, how do we relate? How do people, how do we generally relate to people? We might come and see people and relate to them and help people who can help us. At our church, I'm sure there are, but there might be some people we might come in and want to sit next to the beautiful people or the smart people or the people who are powerful. Or we, we, we might seek people out, but you might even think about this outside of church. You might think, these are the people that I'm going to be interested in. But Jesus is saying, you're a new people and you're being formed by my affliction for you. And so you are to have the cross at the centre of your life and you don't work on that that dynamic. This means that there'll be some people that aren't the most powerful, totally opposite, the most unbeautiful, the most unhigh. We love people for the sake of love because of what Jesus has done. And how this works out in our lives, it means our identity is cross-shaped. This could work out in many different ways because Jesus says, look what he says at the centre of the passage and we know this very well, he says, do this, this bread and this wine, the blood put out me, do this in remembrance of me. <laughs> and what does that mean? Keep remembering the cross, keep bringing it to, back to the centre of your life, keep living and being nourished off that. Do this in remembrance. Take the implications of the cross and apply it to your lives. And that can apply in many, many ways. Jesus, in Jesus, we have a new place. In Jesus, we have our new people. People. And the new people are to be formed by his rule as people who love others and who share with others because of what he's done for us. Let's pray. Father, we um, do struggle. We want to take this each day and remember this. Um, As we have a meal every day, we need to keep eating. So we want to remember you uh, to bring into our lives areas of our life that aren't in conformity to your will. And I just pray, we pray now Lord, that those parts of our lives where we're not, we've got a distance from you, we think um, that doesn't work or is not appropriate. We consider now Those relationships we have with people and how we need to be cross shaped in our interactions with them. We consider those times at work, our places at work, where we need to be people who live for you. Relationships in our family. We recognise how hard that is though, Father, and we pray that we would keep living off your grace, listening to you. We pray for this in Jesus' name.